Welcome to the Weave Podcast. My name is Sarah Resnick, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner of the online weaving yarn shop, Gist Yarn and Fiber. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to introduce you to the 20th episode of the Weave Podcast today. This has been such a fun journey so far, and over the last few months, we've had 50,000 downloads from weavers all over the world, which blows me away. I feel so lucky to be able to hear and share these stories with all of you. I wanted to let you know I'm going to take a pause for the next few weeks to record a bunch of new episodes and to plan out the podcast for the summer and for the fall, but I will be back soon with lots of great stories, including upcoming episodes with weavers from Morocco, Mexico, and Japan, a conversation with the fabulous Liz Gibson about rigid heddle weaving, a conversation with Susan Horton, who's the editor of Handwoven Magazine, and lots more. As always, I welcome your suggestions about folks to interview, and you can send them to me at sarah at gistyarn.com. My name, Sarah, has an H at the end of it. In the meantime, I have a few announcements for you. First of all, I'm hiring. I'm looking for someone 10 hours a week to support the podcast and some other community building projects. You can find the job posting at www.gistyarn.com. That's g-i-s-t-y-a-r-n.com and just scroll down to the bottom of the site and click on jobs. I am also starting to look for podcast sponsors. Do you have a workshop, a product, a shop, an event, or something else that you'd like to share with a dedicated and growing audience of weavers? You can help support the podcast and reach our beloved weaving community at the same time. Please send me an email at sarah at gistyarn.com for more info. And now let's dive into the podcast. This is an episode I've been looking forward to for a long time with Linda Thalman, the founder of Paper Fine. Linda is a textile artist in Vienna, Austria, who makes paper yarn for weavers and other artists all over the world. I carry Paper Fine yarn in my shop and it's probably the yarn I get the most questions about. People are super intrigued by it and often a little nervous about how to use it. So in this episode, Linda takes out all of the mystery of paper yarn with lots of ideas for you to conquer your fears and start weaving with paper. So without further ado, let's start talking with Linda. Hi, Linda. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I was wondering if you could start out by introducing yourself and sharing a bit about how you became interested in textiles and in weaving. So my name is Linda and I'm the founder and owner of Paperfine. Um, we are specializing in paper yarns and what I initially did, I did study textile art and design in Austria as well as art history, but I never made a career out of the art history part, so just forget about that one. Um, and I joined the um, textile department initially because they had the paper department, so I was interested in paper from a, I think, very early age on. So I think I did my first paper making experiments when I was like 10 or so. My mom was slightly annoyed, I guess, because it was always a mess in her kitchen. So paper making <laughs> is a mess. And uh, yeah, after my A-levels, I um, joined the textiles department because they had the paper making facilities. So it was all about paper making and paper art there. But when you study textiles, you, of course, also have to learn a bit about other techniques like uh, weaving. And I got hook, hooked up with weaving as well as printing and so on. But weaving became... Um, quite interesting and since I had that interest in paper I started weaving with all kinds of paper as well and I guess this is how all the the paper and paper textile paper weaving thingy started. 
Um, when I was still at university, I tried all kinds of paper to read through it, like cut up strips of maps, paper, old paper. I did lots of my own paper yarn. So if you're interested in that, you have to look up um, Japanese Shifu style paper yarn. Actually quite interesting. And um, then I found out that actually there were already paper yarns available to buy. Because in Northern Europe, we have a big tradition of paper yarns or paper twines. And um, I still use those. But the problem with those is that they are always quite thick. So the question was how to get thinner paper yarns and really thin paper threads. And um, yeah, that's what we're doing these days, I guess, trying to get thin paper threads for all the creative people out there. So I was curious what it was about paper that you were drawn to from an early age of all the materials out there. Um, I guess it started with books because I found some books about paper making when I was still quite young and my mom was so kind to buy them. I, I think she regretted it later on, um, the paper making books. And I don't know, I don't know, it was just fun to, to mess around with the paper and the fibers. And if you make paper yourself, you have to cook them and then you have to mesh them up and then you make something new out of it. And, you know, I always liked paper because it has its own will. It's slightly, you know, it's, you can do so many things. It's interesting, so many colors, so many options. So I guess that what was what drew me to paper. And it was great to be able to make it yourself. First in my mother's kitchen and then more professionally. Um, well, professionally. We have some paper making artists who also offer workshops and open studio days. So they have all the professional equipment to make handmade paper yourself. So that's what I did next. And then, as mentioned, I went on to university to have a further and closer look at them, at the techniques. That's great. So you mentioned that in, in Northern Europe, there's a big tradition of making with paper yarns. And in the U.S., I would say your paper yarns, which I carry in my shop, I, I get more questions about than anything else. People are really intrigued by them, but they have no idea what to make with them. And what is the tradition? What kinds of things have people always been making with paper yarns? And then what are newer sorts of things that you see your customers and yourself making with them? Well, there's always been a tradition when... Um, raw materials were rare, they would use paper. So after the First World War, as well as the Second World War, um, paper yarns were more widely used, especially in the North, because like cotton, linen, whatever was just scarce. And they had to look for a different um, raw material to make all kinds of things. Back then, they would also do like ordinary, like, I don't know, underwear and whatever else out of paper. But then it disappeared again when the other materials became uh, more readily available again. And um, traditionally, you know, actually everything was made out of paper at some point, I guess, or out of paper thread, like bags, um, dolls, prams, what else can I think of? Um, mm. Shoes, they are paper shoes or paper yarn shoes even. Um, uh, wall hangings, always wall hangings, tapestry was always made out of paper. But even, you know, just... Basically, everything you could make of because you can wash it, it can get wet, so they would do anything out of it. And at the same time, you have, I mean, this is like the more than Northern European tradition, and you always have the Japanese tradition, who and, and they would always do all kinds of things like garments, um, shoes, everyday articles out of paper yarn as well. Uh, and nowadays, is... yeah. yeah, sorry. I guess nowadays it's more like a more artistic approach because it's not the most easy material to use, especially not if you do it in, an, in a big industrial style. 
you have to use other materials because paper is not so easy to use and not so easy to weave with, especially if you use big machines. So I guess nowadays there's more artistic projects that are done with paper yarns, paper twines. What are some of your favorite things that you have woven with paper yarn? I think it always works very well if you use it with a kind of light source. So in front of a window or with a lamp. So I did lamp shapes that really looked great. Unfortunately, I don't mm. have them anymore. And also like curtain style things or smaller things in front of the window, they always looked great. And the other thing that I always liked is because it's so stiff, so you could actually form the woven paper pieces after they were woven. You can fold them, you can ply them, you can bring them in a more um, three-dimensional shape. And that's also something I found very special about weaving with paper yarn. And your paper yarn is washable, which I also find many people to be very surprised by. And what is the process of, of making a yarn that's washable and made out of paper? Is that challenging? Um, you know, paper itself doesn't dissolve just because you get in contact with water. You always have to rub it or you have to have some kind of friction for paper to actually dissolve in water. And if you use long and strong fibers as well as a certain amount of glue in the paper you use for the yarn, it gets quite durable and washable. And I mean, you please wash it by hand, you know, no, no, no machine washing, whatever. But um, yeah, and then just let it dry and... I mean, you have to have a good quality fiber and certain amount of lime or glue in the paper itself, and then you can wash it. It will get a bit softer if it gets in contact with water a lot of times. So it gets like more textile, more of a textile feel, a bit softer. Um, something you will especially notice when you do like um, jewelry. So I have bangles I've had for a long, long time, and I, you know, I wash my hands and they get uh, wet quite often. So those are really, really soft and really like, textile papery feeling feel and um, so process itself is not so difficult once you know what you're doing I guess yeah so what made you decide when you were finishing up art school that you were going to dive into manufacturing your own paper yarn that's a big thing well I wanted like I said I wanted a thin paper yarn and it was actually impossible to get anywhere so um I had to find somebody who would actually do thicker paper yarns and then ask them if they could not do thinner paper yarns and thinner paper yarns and thinner paper yarns. And we're still working, working on the thinner and thinner. Hmm. Though there's, I mean, there's a certain limit to the whole thinner thing because how thin should it get? Like we currently have a, the black paper yarn we have is really like a thread and it's really thin and it does tear quite easily. So there's the question, how thin should we really get? And um, yeah, it's just something I wanted to use myself. And it was also the problem. I could not just get it done for myself because you have to have, you have to order bigger quantities. So I had to find somebody else who would want to buy it. And there the internet came in and it was just a huge, great platform also to find other people who would be interested to buying something I would want to get for myself, but had to get made in bigger quantities. And I'm working with really lovely people around the world who want my paper yarns as well. That's great. How many years have you been in business now? Uh, actually, it's our nine year, nine years now, yeah, 2009. So next year is the big 10 year um, celebration. That's amazing. And you sell your yarns all over the world to people that are making are you selling mostly to weavers or what kind of artists are you mostly selling to well we have weavers but there's also the knitters um, textile artists in general who just use a wide range of techniques 
but we have also lots of designers who like using the paper yarns for packaging, all kinds of packaging. Um, actually, it's a whole range of people who just want something slightly different. Um, weavers, also textile designers, also um, actually people who make clothes. So they do not necessarily make the, the weaving themselves, but they are interested in um, making clothes or other projects out of them. Lots of students who are still uh, interested in using uh, different materials. And actually, it's, I think it's great because at university you still have the time and the energy to use different materials. And once you have graduated, you have to have a, actually look where to make money and how to make money anyway. So many people, many different kinds of people all around the world. What do you suggest to weavers who are, you know, maybe buying their first or second tube of paper yarn? How should they experiment with it? How should they get a feel of the material? Um, things like that. Usually I would suggest to, to start using it only for the weave, not for the warp, warp, because it's not flexible. So it tends to break easily if you use it for the warp. You have to work very exactly and very well, use it for the weave to start. Use it for plain weaves. Usually, you know, it's easy. It's, it's better. It looks better if you use it for plain weaves and not too complicated ones. Um, use it with some kind of light. It always looks great because you see the actual paper. You see the, the structure of the paper. Uh, it's also interesting to use it with other materials. I also liked it to use it with um, uh, contrasting materials like silk or also... Um, any kind of metal thread usually looks very good. And um, yeah, just just try out whatever you want to do. Oh, and wash wash the finished pieces or just make smaller samples that you can wash because it might actually change a lot once you wash it. The more room the paper has to move, the more it will move. So if you have like a plain leaf that is very strict and lots of, how you call them? You know, lots of points that hold them together. It won't move that much. If you leave longer pieces of paper floating, you will see that it will move a lot once it gets wet. Hmm. Another thing I noticed about your business is that it's really important to you what kind of forests the paper yarn is coming from and the environmental impact of the yarn that you make. And I'm curious if you can talk some more about why that's important to you and how you developing your develop your manufacturing for that. Well, I think one thing about that one thing that is great about paper is because you know it's renewable, but it's also recyclable. So you can make it from from fast growing fir trees mainly. It's mainly made from fast growing fir trees. We cannot use many recycled fiber, fibers in the process of making it because recycled fibers are usually too short because we'll need the, the strong long fibers from new wood, and it's just something you know that. Europe is really good in, and as I said, there is this tradition in Northern Europe of making paper yarn as well as paper. And um, I don't think there's any need to outsource it to some other parts of the world where you don't know, you know, how the nature is treated, how people are treated, and so on. So I think it's good to have it in Europe and to actually know where it's coming from, and that the people who make it, who work with it, are treated fairly as well. And on the other hand, it's of course great because once you get fed up with whatever you've made, you can just put it in your um, waste paper bin and it will get recycled and made into new paper. Hmm. That's great. Do you, do you dye this yarn and do you have suggestions for people who want to dye it? Um, it can be dyed, 
there is also a short tutorial we did a time ago on our website. It takes any color very well that would also work on other plant fibers like cotton and so on. The one thing I mentioned before, especially the thin paper yarn, if it gets wet, it tends to move a lot around and it tends to curl up on itself. So that's something you really have to um, take into consideration when you want to dye it. So we usually only dye finished pieces, like finished whatever, either it's woven or knitted or whatever, it will take dye very well. Um, you can wash it afterwards, as mentioned before. And um, it's also interesting if you, you know, if you use paper together with a, a different fiber like silk or wool, because they will take mm. a color very differently. You can get very interesting results and shades if you mix um, like uh, animal and plant fibers together. But putting it into a skein to dye would make it then pretty challenging to weave mm. afterwards. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can, you cannot just put it in a skein and put it in a, in a pot. Then if you have to put it over like a, a spindle or whatever, so it actually is um, hold apart, if you can say that, and then you can put it into the pot. Otherwise, um, you will actually get crazy if you want to uncurl all the little curls it makes when in contact with water. Hmm. And what are what are the most challenging parts about weaving with paper yarn? You've talked a little about how it's hard to have it in the warp, but I'm, I'm curious the other things that you struggle with or that you help your customers with. Well, it's, it's not challenging. You just have to be very exact in what you're doing. So as I said, it does not stretch. So you have it's something you have to keep in mind. And um, the other thing is sometimes you tend to get little knots into it. Or like if you bend it very sharply, it can break. Because it's it's usually it's very resistant, but if you bend it really sharply and they get a little knot, it tends to break. And um, everything else, it might not be as strong as some other threads like linen or wool, but it will take anything quite nicely. Um, yeah. Oh, and you see any mistake really clearly hmm. because it's just a, such a smooth um, thread that you will see any mistake that you might not see when you use like a more fussy yarn like wool and whatever else you will see any mistake you make paper will show it to you could you tell me some of your favorite textile artists who are working with paper yarn i think people would love to go look them up and get inspiration about what they can use yarn with well there are i guess if you just scour the internet and have a look around what what people are doing with paper yarns there are quite a few and you know people weavers do not always use um, paper yarn the whole time but there are some great um, European artists um, like Gisela Progrin, who is a Swiss, as well as Mette Müller. There seems to be a bit of a Swiss stronghold in paper yarn arts. Um, there's also the Finnish still like to use it for weaving wax. So there's still quite a tradition of wax weaving in the northern parts of Europe, like Sweden and Finland. That's something actually interesting to look up. And yes, paper twines are used for rugs. Um, and on the other hand, of course, you have the, the Japanese tradition. And there is one outstanding person. She's called Hiroko Karuno. And she's very interesting because she always published a, a book about Japanese um, Kigami and Kami Ito. So the Japanese um, side of the whole paper thread making and paper thread weaving. And other than that, you know, have a look on Instagram and on um, 
on the, on the internet and there's always new people popping up who do some kind of thing with paper yarns. Is, is paper yarn a hashtag or what's a good way to find people on Instagram? Yeah, paper yarn is a good hashtag as well as um, Shifu, like, like I said, the Japanese one. Mm. And um, paper wax is usually quite good, paper twine as well. So yeah, I guess that's the things you should look for online. Oh, Did you and ever get... yeah. also more generally, sorry, paper textiles is also interesting because sometimes people do not refer to it paper thread, but paper textiles. I mean, there's different kinds of paper textiles. Not all of them are paper textiles because they're woven from paper yarn. So they're also more like, um, but they're still fiber related and um, there are really interesting things going on with paper textiles as well. Did you ever get to travel to Japan to meet artists no, there? Not yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I have to convince the husband and the child, well, not the child, but the husband, that we have to go there <laughs> at some point to do some more research. No, it would be really fascinating, I think, to go to Japan and have a look at what they're doing there. I'm not sure if I have the patience and the time to do it the Japanese way at the moment. Because Is it it's much really... more... Do people work with finer materials or...? Yeah, and you know, it's, it starts with the paper and then it's cut in very thin strips and then it is spun by hand. So it takes like days and weeks just for a skin of paper yarn to make. And um, But it's fascinating, but it's really, it's great. Perhaps a retirement project, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. So do you have time within running your business to also do your own weaving and art making with paper yarn? Unfortunately, not not enough, not anymore, but I'm always trying. So currently I'm not weaving that much anymore, even though I still have a hand loom, but I, I sold my big loom because there was just no more space in the, in the workshop and at home to keep it. So I still have a small hand loom to do little pieces and to put them together to collage pieces. And besides that, yeah, I'm still trying out different things, but it's actually more it's not so art related, but it's just more technique related. Also to be able to tell customers what they could make and how they should make or how they could start their own projects. So it's unfortunately a lot business related what I'm doing these days. Are there any neat techniques that you're developing or that you've developed recently that you think would be fun to share? Uh, I don't know. There has been a lot of um, basket, basketry, basket making um, scene with paper twines, and I'm quite interested in that. And I wanted to look into it, but uh, that's what I, I plan to do this summer: do some more baskets with paper twines because there seem to be like limitless um, possibilities. And maybe I'm not developing it; it's just something that I find really interesting. Also, to go more into a 3D structure again. 3D structures is something actually working very well with paper because it's a bit stiffer than a normal yarn. So you can actually really work real figures and things that are standing by themselves in paper yarn. It's also something that is possible when you weave, for example, because you get a, a stiffer garment or a stiffer um, result than when you use other yarns. So basketry is something that actually interested me in the moment a lot. So where can people go to find you on the internet and on social media? Oh, we are paper fine everywhere. <laughs> so it's paperfine.com for the website. And we're trying to update and put new inspirational pieces on the website from time to time. Also new pieces we make, so just that people have a bit of an idea what they could make with paper yarn and paper twines. Um, we are also paper fine on Instagram as well as on Facebook. 
and um, paper fine on Twitter as well, but you won't find us on Twitter that much anymore. We find Instagram much more convenient at the moment because you can post pictures and not just uh, texts or more easily pictures. And that's P-A-P-E-R-P-H-I-N-E, right? Exactly. Great. Well, I really appreciate you talking to me today and sharing your stories. And I'm wondering if you have any closing bit of advice for weavers who are still on the fence and how to get them to dive in and try some paper yarn. Well, just try it out. It's really fascinating. It has a bit of its own will, so you have to get used to it. But you might get really or you will get really stunning results. Might not always be what you wanted to make or what you looked forward to make, but might be a bit different, but really rewarding and uh, surprisingly positive results if you try to use paper yarn in your own work. Great. Thank you so much, Linda. Appreciate Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's a wrap. I promise you have to see the show notes for this episode, which you can find at www.gistyarn.com slash episode hyphen 20. There are lots of pictures of Linda's own paper weaving, as well as links to the artists she mentioned. And if this conversation has you intrigued about weaving with paper, you should totally give it a try. I stock a lot of this paper yarn in my shop, and you can find a link to it in those show notes. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm taking a break for a few weeks to prepare a lot of new episodes for you. So I'll see you then, and until next time, happy weaving!